My name is PM and I'm joined here with Trainbang. Welcome to Amis Impressions where we review animes, visual novels, and light novels. In today's episode, we will be talking to about one of the most, I mean, one of the most famous uh, series and franchises of maybe of the 2000s? I'm not really sure. Of the last 20 years, yes. And this is Fate Stay Night. To be specific, That's right. the Fate Truth. Yeah, Fate Stay Night, the visual novel, not Fate Apocrypha, <laughs> not Fate Extra, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Not Fate Grand Order. <laughs> Not Fate Ilya, which is closer to the canon story than it, you know, all the other things. Is it really close? That is really, is it really close? Yes, I would say it's close to the actual canon storyline, but it's not part of the canon universe still. So it's still out there with Fate Grand Order. I just like it more. Oh, okay. Fate Grand Order. All right, let me just rant on this a bit. It broke the rules. The the universe that fate was built on has a fixed set of rules. And we'll get to that because in order to tackle Fate Stay Night, we will need to get into the history. So, uh, we'll start with... There are three roots in the original game. The game came out back in 2000, 2001. Oh, that's, a, lot, that's a very long yeah. time ago. Very long time ago. Back in... Uh, there was a... For PC, it was an adult visual novel, which means there were sexual elements into it. Uh, three roots, Fate, Unlimited Blade Works, and Heaven's Field. I think most of the people here will be disappointed because their beloved Fate, they didn't, some, some of them didn't realize that it came from an eroge. Well, some people need to accept facts. <laughs> this is the history. This is where it began. And I have the game, and I have the books, and I have all the eroge. So, I'm technically a self-declared lore god. <laughs> no, that's, just, that's just my ego talk. That's just my ego talking. And one that I like to indulge in, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Is that I, I, uh, I was introduced to Type Moon many years ago. Uh, back in my college days, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, whose name I will not mention because he's become an international artist, introduced me to a game called Tsukihime. It was a small visual novel with probably one of the most powerful characters, if not the most powerful characters, introduced to the Type Moon universe. There was no Fate Stay Night back then. This game did not even have an English translation, mind you. Until now? Oh, no, no, no. There was an English patch uh, released sometime after the game. You know, some years. Maybe five years or so mm. after the game came out. But when I got the game, which it was still fresh, oh, man, I the translate. I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't speak any other language but English. <laughs> Filipino was not even a language I <laughs> But the pains I went through just to translate each line of text. And if you remember how wordy Fate Grand Order is when it yeah. comes to the story. Yeah. These games make that look like a 
freaking parchment paper hanging off a bathroom wall. <laughs> the amount of text, the amount of lore, the amount of story going behind it. It, it was really solid. It was really very solid storytelling. Good work, Kino Kunasu, for that. Because that, now that was a visual novel. Uh, it's where it all began. Where everything began. But I digress on Tsukihime. That probably warrants a separate discussion in the future some other time. But on that subject, after Tsukihime, in the timeline, two years after, which is by effect, I would say, five, maybe four or five years. Is that the after the release of Tsukihime? No, I'm talking about the actual uh, actual timeline. Sorry, guys. Before Tsukihime, uh-huh. there was a set of books called Kara no Kyokai. Oh, yeah. Technically, it's uh-huh. where it all began. As a game, uh-huh. it began with Tsukihime. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. In the, in the type of lore, it began with Kara no Kyokai. Mm. The entire eight is actually based off the lore of Kara no Kyokai. Huh. So... Uh, after Tsukihime, the game Fixed Night was created. Now, based off the lore established in the Tsukihime game and in the books in Karen no Kyokai, the plot of Fixed Night, in general, including all three rules, is that there are seven mages. We don't say sorcerers, we say Ma- mages. Mages. Because there's a difference between what a mage is and what a sorcerer is. I will get to that in a bit. Um, a mage is someone who can practice magic by means of incantations, spells, witchcraft, and all that. And they are involved, I guess, they're part of a contest, I guess is the best way I can put it. To summon the Holy Grail, as in the Holy Grail, you know, the Chalice of Christ itself, where, you know, Eucharist, if I want to describe it that way. Oh, wait. Before we continue, um, this Holy Grail is different from what the normies know. It's completely different. It's not the one in the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> and it's not one in the um, Arthurian legend. It's it's a completely different Holy Grail. I will correct you right there. In Fates Night, it is the Arthurian legend. Oh, really? Yes. It's actually it's what. They thought it was. Oh, I didn't know that. that, uh, This Holy Grail was passed off to as as in the idea, in the form of an idea that this was the actual Holy Grail, and that seven masters will fight with seven servants. Servants are familiar. So, if you're not familiar with the witchcraft or the practice of magic, a familiar is a a spiritual attendant. It is a... It's a summon, a manifestation, or an apparition that you conjure with magic that will take the form of either an animal or, in some cases, a human. It's magic given form. A hmm. servant is that, just way, 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 way more powerful, and in the form of, according to the rules of the Holy Grail War, in the form of a hero who once existed in our timeline. The, he- the, hero- the heroic spirit, as they call them, is powered by the nature of their heroism, their beliefs. The more famous a hero, 
the more powerful the hero. Mm. Oh, so that's why Arthoria is more powerful in Fate Stay Night. And the Saber class itself, it's the most powerful class from all from all of the seven. That's actually a misconception, but oh. Oh. yeah, the idea is that the Saber class was the most powerful hmm. class, uh, which in certain conditions you would believe that to be true uh-huh. if if you knew what servant you were going for. Oh, okay. Every servant is powerful in its right. Except for one, and I will explain that one later. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and there's one that's just not exactly. Uh, okay. uh, it's going to make all of the FGO fanboys angry. Well, yeah, and I would love to do that. No offense, <laughs> you FGO fanboys, but I do hate FGO. Just to make that perfectly clear, if I haven't already. You're going to hear that a lot in this podcast. Oh, there, there's going to be a lot of reasons why. There, there is going to be a full explanation as to why this is actually the case. Why I actually hate FG. Uh, back to Fate Stay Night, though. So we've covered the very nature of the game, of the story. Seven mages, some seven familiars, seven heroic spirits from either history, mythology... And maybe, if certain conditions are right, even fiction. <laughs> it all depends on the perspective of whether the hero was real or not. Is the grail is magic. Now, people think, um, yeah, magic makes everything happen. But not exactly in the same context in this case. There, there are explanations for it. But I will digress on that to move on to the story for now. That's going to be a long explanation if you're going to... This is big lore. This is huge lore. That's why we're only covering Fate Group right now. If you guys want to know more, I recommend watching the Studio Dean Fate Stay Night anime. That was the first animated incarnation of Fate Stay Night and covers the Fate Group. I would say it covers a bastardization of the Fate Group, but it's Fate nonetheless because, god damn it, Fate Group ain't like that. Way better than that, but the way they did it, uh, yeah. Even even if I the first time I watched it, I really didn't like how Studio Dean adapted the Fate Truth. Most people actually want uh, a reboot of of that specific route with Affordable at the helm. Yeah, I I will be fair to Studio Dean though because Affordable did not work on any Titan projects at that time. And this was the time when Fate Stay Night was just getting accepted by, you know, by the public. Yeah. It was, the anime was created after, I think, after, yeah, after the creation of Rialta Noir, or was it before? Rialta Noir? Yeah, Rialta Noir is the PS2 version of the Fate, the original Fate Stay Night game. Without the erogi elements, <laughs> and I also own that. I also had that. Copy. It was it was hard to find, but it was worth getting my hands on. I think in Realta Noir they added a few seams that's not in the original visual novel. I think they had to because they removed the erogi. They had to. They mm. added 
they added Rin Dolphin. They added Saber Dragon. They added. Wait, wait. Say Saber Dragon came from Rialta Nua. I believe it came from Rialta Nua, and oh. then I think it was adapted by the anime. But I cannot remember for the life of me if that was, if that was exactly the case. Let me just check. Is a Rialta Nua release date? My God. That's the the, the, the dragon is actually the weirdest scene in the studio uh, in Deep Space Nine. To be honest, it's really weird. Yeah, the saber the saber dragon was it put a lot of people who played the original VN off. I mean, it really put us off because the original VN was that good, and the the people who were followers of Titan, Fate Stay Night, and Tsukihime Batman were. Loyal followers of the Titan universe, Ooh. so that the level of uh, storytelling was really quite something else. But when you change, because I'm going to be honest, the sexual elements of the of the of the original game, uh-huh. they were plot essential. They were plot based. <laughs> there was a reason why those things were in there. Yeah, a cer- was... I think a certain um, secretion is full of mana. Well, it's yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That's <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm put off by your censorship of yourself. I, I, I can't. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, it's semen. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for being honest with us. <laughs> So, Riata Nua was released in 2007. The anime version, er, let's see, two, oh, just one year. So, yeah, the anime version did come before the uh, Riata Nua. So, Riata Nua was part based on the anime, uh, on the anime itself. On the anime itself, <laughs> which is why Saber Dragon and Rindolfin. <laughs> I think the but, I think the Rindolfin is more. Uh, It's more vi- um, visualized in a sense because your uh, table's adaptation of that is visually pleasing. Well, let me know. Actually, let me correct you. Why it, you probably feel that way? Yeah. Have you seen the original Unlimited Blade Works movie by Studio Dean? I don't want to because I was really put off with the the uh, with the fate truth. So no, I didn't actually watch that. Uh, well. I did. I waited for the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. paid for the Blu-ray, and I watched it. It was horrible. Oh, I mean, I mean, horrible in a sense that not only was it rushed, which it was a movie, so you you can't really expect much. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, the things they did to that story, the the, the yep. animation, <laughs> the errors, the animation errors. They really botched it. Botched is being nice. They freaking murdered Unlimited Blade Works. I mean, the the voice acting was perfect. Uh, the way they did certain scenes just wasn't right. Yeah. I I mean I mean just yeah it just didn't work for me. I'll say that. But I'll give Studio Dean props if they did do the animated Fate Route. We probably would not have seen many of the other fate adaptations. Yeah, 
as soon as we got them. Because uh, I, I give thanks to Ufotable for a successful and perfect adaptation of Kara no Kyokai, which led to Type Moon saying, holy crap, they did this perfectly. We need them for faith. Yeah, I, I, was, I actually really, I actually love Kara no Kyokai. The way the, the way your Ufotable... Uh, anime animated the scenes, especially some of the fight scenes there. It's really something, but that's going to be on another episode in the future. Yeah. Uh, on that topic, just to add one more to it, Ufotable probably is the only studio that can do Type Moon justice. Oh. I mean, the actual original lore Type Moon, not that Fate Grand Order, because the other Fate spin-offs, they're they're good. <laughs> own animation wise hmm. I mean even I'm going to say that the Fate Grand Order Babylonia anime uh-huh. is visually appealing uh-huh. but I don't watch this specific anime or play this specific game for the for the anime appeal yeah. I played this game because the story was freaking good <laughs> so, and on that note when we're going back into Fate Route we call it Fate Route because it's the first route in the game that you play you don't have any other choice. It's the default. It's the starting. It's the story of M. Yashiro. Uh, ten years prior, he survived what is called the Fire of Fuyuki, an accident that burned the city. If you want to know more about what happened in that fire, watch Fate Zero, which is the prequel prologue also done by Ifotable. So ten years after that event, he well, within that event, within the fire, he was rescued by a man called M. Yashiro who took him in and adopted him as his own son. In the very beginning, it's revealed that Emiya Kiritsugu was a mage, a magus, a practitioner of magic. But he was presented as a kind, sad, sickly old man about, you know, about to die. Like, how, old was, how old was Kiritsugu when he adopted Shiro? Yeah. How, how, I can't remember his exact age in Fate Zero. But the age he was in Fate Zero was the age he adopted uh, Shiro. Mm. And as Shiro starts telling his story about his uh, experiences with Emiya Kiritsugu, mm-hmm. he tells that he was inspired by Kiritsugu. His Kiritsugu <laughs> said that he was a hero of justice. That all he wanted was to save people and the world. Admirable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good dream for a kid to have. It's a, it's a good ideal, but the problem <laughs> is, but the problem is, he took that dream into into his teens uh, until he jo- until he accidentally, I think he actually joined the fifth holy grail. War. I'm, I'm not really quite sure. Uh, what happened was that yes, he did. The ideal was more than just an ideal. It wasn't just a guideline. It was a promise he made to Kiritsugu. Ooh. Emir took pride in that because he he's a broken man. Suffering, he has uh, dreams about the events of the Fuyuki fire almost every night. But it doesn't bother him as much as it did when he was a kid. Uh-huh. He's kind of grown that pain. It's, he doesn't, he's not depressed or anything like that. In fact, it's made him stronger and more determined. Part of the story. And that's why he's motivated to become a hero of justice. Because only by becoming a hero of justice, he believes he can prevent 
events like what happened that day from happening to somebody else. Again, noble, but ultimately broken. Yeah. At, now, towards the progression of the story, we're introduced to his classmates, Ryudo Ise, the student council president, Ayako Mitsuzuri, his classmate and member of the archery club, Sakura Mato, the now president, the vice president, Of the archery club. No, he, he, Sakura is the vice president of. The oh wait, wait, no, Ayako was the. Oh, Ayako is the vice president of the archery club. Sorry, thanks for correcting me. I'm yeah. thinking Hello Attraction. Mm. Yes, Ayako is the vice president of the archery club. Shinji Mato, the brother of Sakura, is the president of the archery club. Huh. But I, I really cannot. I, I really can't imagine Shinji being a president of something. Well, the only reason why he became president was because. Shiro left, and also oh, Shiro was a former president of the of the archery club. If I'm not mistaken, was he the president or just a member? I think yeah, I think he was the. I, you know, I can't remember at the top of my head if he was the president. I remember that he was a member. He was a crucial member of the archery club because he was innately gifted at archery, but he left the club. Well, because of Shinji, because Shinji was <laughs> a whiny bitch about it, and he cared about his best friend so much, he just you know oh, I'm just gonna let him have it. So Shinji became <laughs> the president of the archery club. Yeah, I from the beginning I really I just really hated Shinji to be honest. Whether they make any character progressions, whether in any type of media, me, uh, media he's in. I'm still going to hate him. The only there are all, there are two versions of Shinji that you will appreciate. Hmm? Um, unlimited Blade Works Shinji is a Shinji that slowly starts to reform. Hmm. Okay. The way because of how it ended, he was traumatized, but it also made him understand that the kind of person he was was a bad. Hmm. Okay. So he had a good ending. He survived that. The other Shinji that you might be able to appreciate is Fate Extra Unfold. Oh, the one that the one where he's a gamer, or I think I'm thinking of a different type of Shinji. No, Fate Extra Shinji is the gamer. You will hate that one. Fate Extra Shinji is a terrible Shinji. Ooh. He's a 12 year old hacker brat that you will just want to destroy. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about Shinji from Fate Extra Encore, the anime on Netflix. Ah, the last. Oh, okay. Last Encore, yeah. Yeah. It's the. It's the adapta- It's the fate. It's the adaptation of Fate Extra after the events of Fate Extra, before Fate Extella. Ah, uh, no, no. Before CCC. Before, before CCC or yeah, before CCC and before Fate Extella and Extella Link. Mm. The first game was uh, Extra, and then CCC. And then Extella, and then Extella Link. How about CCC Fox Tail? Hmm? CCC Fox Tail, the one with yeah. Tamamo no Mai. Tamamo no Mai is extra. Yeah. You... What? No. What I'm say? What I'm asking is, there's two types of CCC, right? The one with Nero Bride, the C, the the C, the original uh, extra CCC, and the one that focuses on Tamamo no Mai CCC Fox Tail. I think no. I... It's one CCC. If I remember, there's one CCC, and I think you just you just choose. If I, man, it's been so many years since I played this. 
Faith Extra, CCC, had Gilgamesh, had Archer, had Nero Bride, had Tamama. Those were the characters you could play. Mm. And Gilgamesh was the unique one. Well, he's, uh, a, well, he, well, he's a prick, but he's no, no, an he's, enjoyable he, prick. He's not Fate Stay Night prick Gilgamesh. Oh, he's, okay. He's Fate Zero prick Gilgamesh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, he has a sense of honor and duty. Oh, that's so new. It's, it's easier to appreciate that uh, that that uh, Gilgamesh, he was he was appealing. He was definite bishojo bait in CCC. Yeah, especially that scene where he his crotch really shines. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I think it, it, it's it's in CCC, right? Crotch shines. Ah, uh, I'm dude. There was a lot of crotch shining. In CCC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, but we're going to uh, we're getting off topic. Let's go back to yeah. <laughs> but and the crutch most of the crutch shining that was happening there is not limited to Gilgamesh. Uh, I will tell you that. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> so after the story progresses in Fate Root, Shiji, uh, I mean Shiro, uh, encounters his classmates. He encounters Rin Tosaka, who he doesn't know. Well, no, he knows. But he's kind of distant with, and she kind of is the same way. She's a super formal girl. And he talks about his part-time jobs. Uh, the characters around him start discussing how he's uh, always so selfless. So helpful. She, yeah, so we have a Shinji even makes fun of him. Because he, uh, calling him a doormat who lets him do anything that he wants. Well, to be honest, he's not wrong in a sense. Well, to be honest, he has his reasons yeah. for the way he is. And, well, in Shiro's case, it's, it's really quite complicated. Yeah. At one point, however, in this story, uh, Shiro ends up going back to school. Uh, he was looking for something. Uh, Shiro has a tendency to be in places where he should not be. <laughs> this night, he wasn't supposed to be there. The moment he returned to school, what he saw was a battle between two superhuman beings. Uh, Lancer versus... Lancer Kukulan. Blue Lancer. Versus Archer. Nameless servant. So he sees them fighting and he's fascinated. He's shocked. But he also finds it incredible. Big mistake on his part because there's a rule that if a normal human is seen, or rather a normal human... Discovered. Uh, yeah, through the Holy Grail Wars battles, he will need to be erased and removed. Cause that's that's not a good thing to yeah. have a, you know, to have, have a ha, yeah having a weakness between uh, having a weakness so the fight of two heroic spirits. I think it, it's either I think the best explanation that there is is that if a normal person um, described it to Another uh, another normal person. Uh, normies. <laughs> it's going it's going to spread throughout uh, throughout history, and the secret of me uh, the secret of mages will be discovered. Well, not I won't say discovered because mages have been around for a long time, but it will cause some undue distress mm. for those involved. And the Holy Grail War is a secret contest. 
one that uh, normal humans should not be involved with in the first place. So, if you know by being seen, he compromised that. Lancer knows this. It's his first priority to silence anyone who gets involved in the Holy Grail War as a witness. So he goes after Shiro, stabs him in the heart with the spear that will stab you in the heart even before he stabs you in the heart. <laughs> uh, don't ask us why that happened. I can <laughs> explain it. It's gay bald. Its ability is a reversal of causality, meaning the moment its ability is used, the event or the predestined outcome of using that weapon is already guaranteed before the blade has even touched you. The moment he launches that attack, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you have, you were already stabbed in the heart. And the spear will do whatever it needs to make sure you get hit in the heart and make that result a reality. That's how the real war works. Even even if you explain it, I... um... It's still bo- it's still mind boggling for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's technically defiance of physics. Yeah, uh, yeah, but and that's pretty much it actually. That's 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 the rule of that's the Grail War rule right there. And lucky for Shiro, Rin Tosaka, the girl he encountered earlier, who happens to be the very master of the Red Bowman Archer. Uh, decides to resurrect him for whatever reason. He comes back, he comes to, has no idea what happened or where he is, decides to go home. Moments later, he's intact by the same guy who killed him a few moments ago. <laughs> yeah, the, the blue guy, the guy stabbed him, you know, he, he's like, you're kind of tough for someone I stabbed in the heart. You, And then he says something like, you might have been the seventh one. In this case, alluding to Shiro possibly becoming the seventh master in the Holy Grail War. Mm, I thought it, I thought he was the seventh one that he didn't kill using gay bog. Oh no 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 no! Lancer doesn't. Well, it's no mention of Lancer counts that or not, but that's not an issue with Lancer. Because Lancer's a Lancer's a pretty decent guy, honestly. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's the cool. He's the coolest character in Fate, to be honest. He's a who never lives. Yeah, who never lives. And he's a fishmonger too. Ah, hello, Atracha. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> After failing to kill him and Shiro showing that he does have some mage's ability, he has what is called projection magic. But the only thing he can do is reinforce items that he has. Like, he takes a paper poster and turns it into steel. Very weak, crumbly steel, but steel nonetheless, which he tries to use to protect himself from Lancer. Doesn't do much good, but somehow, in his desperation, he ends up summoning a servant on his own. How? Because the workshed that his house has has a summoning circle there, and he never realized it. And it's been there since Fate Zero. <laughs> it's pretty ironic, to be honest. Yeah, it was a failsafe that Kiritsugu left behind. Hmm. And because of that, he ended up summoning the servant Saber, the blonde girl you FGO players know so well. And yeah, it's Saber Arturia. That's, that's who he summoned, just to be perfectly clear, if it wasn't clear, right? It's Arturia, not Altria. Yeah, I, 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 I just can't accept that. Altria? Come on, FGO, you're a bunch of 
Uh, actually, the one who explained why it's Altria is Kinoko Moanasu. But I'm, everybody doesn't really accept it. So they, every, st- um, everyone still calls her Artoria. So. Altria. Altria. <laughs> Altria. <laughs> She's a Pokemon. Uh, Alaan yan. Monster Hunter. Alatrion. <laughs> I digress. It, but it doesn't work. It it just doesn't work. Yeah. But he does summon Saber. Saber is able to overpower Lancer even when Lancer uses his uh, reverse stabby heart thingy spear power. It hits Saber but Saber has high rank luck which and magic resistance A. Which means lower tier magic spells don't work, and she's able to resist the causality difference, meaning it will hit her, but it will not kill her. So there's a chance for our uh, saber to be hit by the novel. Oh, Fanta. she was. She was hit. She she got hit by uh, uh by Gay Bolg in the shoulder. In the shoulder, but, but not uh, what not in the uh, designated target where Lancer wants. Yes, and that's what freaked Lancer out because his hits always go through. His target always goes through. And he was instructed by his master that if his ability does not kill his opponent, to run away. Which he did. As that was the order. (laughs) So he runs away from Saber. Saber proceeds to give chase despite being wounded. And lo and behold, encounters another servant outside and attacks him blindly. To the point of injuring him right before getting killed. Luckily, Rintosaka was there to call him back, thus beginning the chapter of Fate Stay Night. The fate, uh, that's how fate re- the prologue begins. As the game starts with Rintosaka's perspective. And then the original VN also starts with Rintosaka's perspective. And then moves on to Shiro's perspective while the events that you saw in Rin's, uh, Rin's path take place. When the fate route finally begins, you now assume the role of Shiro, who is now forced to confront the fact that, hey, you're a mage who summoned the most powerful servant in this Grail War at the moment, and you tell me you got no ability with magic and all you can do is make paper stronger? Yes. Christ almighty, what the hell is wrong with this world? It's technically how Rin Tosaka was the entire time. Well, anyone will be free or will freak out if someone who doesn't have any... Certain abilities summon one of the most powerful uh, familiars in a certain uh, in a certain era. Yeah, uh, that's true. But you know what really hurt Rin? What? You wanna know what really pissed Rin off? She was trying to summon Saber. <laughs> was she put all the conditions in to summon Saber? And she tried so hard, and she failed. But Shiro, this talentless, ability-less. History, magical history-less hack is able to summon Baber so easily. It, it pissed her off, but <laughs> her history with uh, Shiro, yes, there is a history. Give me Baber! <laughs> yeah, I, want you, I want you to serve a give me Baber! <laughs> well, good thing actually Satan has some patience. But she she does have a bit of a history with Shiro. She has her own views towards Shiro. And given that circumstance, she found it in herself to actually give Shiro 
a lecture on what was going on and what he found himself a part of. Hmm. Explaining what the Holy Grail War was, that it caused the Fuyuki fire 10 years ago, which she did not know at the time was what Shiro's uh, emotional trauma stemmed from. It, it's what stemmed his idea of being a hero. And even brought him to Yorokobe Shonen. Yorokobe Shonen. Motomi Kire is a priest. He belongs to the burial agency, the church association. Uh, basically, the Vatican, the, the church. Oh, so, uh, so the Catholic church in the faith universe has different sects as well? Let, let's correct yourself there. There is no fate universe. There's a type moon universe. Ah, there, no, sorry. Type, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Type moon universe. Uh, there's yeah. uh, there's different sects of the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. The burial agency is one of them. The burial agency is the church's special agent force. You remember in Helsing Ultimate, yeah. they had yeah. the Iscariots? Yeah. That's what the burial agency is. Huh. They have many members. Some of them were powerful. Kire was one of them. If I'm not mistaken, Kira was a burial agent, so he was he was tasked by the church to carry out well, some of the more brutal assignments. That's why he has Bajing Guan training, huh. and I, why he's so deadly. I always thought that Kira was just some fake priest pretending to uh, pretending to overlook the uh, the Holy Grail War, but after seeing. He's a legit priest. Yeah, after seeing the Fate Zero, uh, some scenes in Fate Zero. Yeah. There's no fucking, there's no fucking with him. No, there, there's no fucking with, especially in the later roots. There's no fucking with uh, Katamini Kiri. And the fact of the matter is, after Shiro introduces him, after, I mean, Rin introduces Shiro to Katamine, she's like, this is Emi Shiro. And then Katamini Kiri, he's just standing there, looking at the boy. Emi Shiro. And he smiles, that cocky son of a bitch smile of his, because he knows who this kid is. He knows exactly who this child is a spawn of. So, and that becomes a point of amusement for him. So he's going to indulge. He's going to give him the choice now. You can fight with your servant, join the Grail War, prevent the disaster of 10 years ago, or sacrifice your command spells and your servant and you get to walk away and stay in my church protected by me oh that's I <laughs> knowing what you know now yeah it was the ultimate dick move so. and he knew he knew what Shiro was gonna do yeah yeah every time I watch every time I watch that scene knowing his personality now man oh man oh man oh man yeah. Yeah. He is a real dick. I mean, a real dick. And you can't really hate him for it because the guy is cool as fuck. Yeah. But, yeah. He's the Mapotofu loving Yorokobe shonen priest that everyone adores. Especially the voice actor on the anime. Well, the guy who voiced him did a very good job. Yeah. There's no other Potomini but him. Yeah. And. It was it was so good the way he actually did that he how he portrayed how he portrayed Kotomini Kire that his adaptation his take on the role was 
adapted for so many incarnations. Tiger Coliseum, which is more canon than Grand Order. Um, <laughs> Fate Grand Order, Fate Extra, who he was not actually Kotom Nikere, but it was actually Julius Hardway, which is just, uh, it was it was weird. It was weird. But yeah, 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 yeah that, that's that's part of what happened there. And well, moving on, moving on from that, after giving Shiro the lecture, you know, how you can protect the world and prevent the disaster of years ago from happening again. The trio, well, the, the quadruplets? No. What do you call a group of four? Quadruplets? That's, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, those, those are identical twins. I, 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 I didn't, a quartet. A quartet. I, yeah, quartet, yes. The quartet leaves the church and immediately Rin gives you the warning. From this, I've helped you this far. From this point on, we're enemies. And as soon as she says that, the greatest lolly appears. Oh my god. Appears Ilya von Einsberg. Again, watch 8-0 to know exactly the context of her appearance. But unlike how Ufotable did Unlimited Blade Works the anime, and unlike how Studio Dean... Well, the way Studio Dean did it was actually fairly accurate because in the Fade Route, that was not a long battle. There was no archer launching arrows. It was Saber fighting Berserker, who she summons as a servant. This is literally Hercules <laughs> as a mad giant who appears before them and starts to fight Saber, who is still wounded, mind you. And she gets hit. And then right before a killing blow could be dealt on Saber, what Shiro does is so unnatural to anyone in a situation like that. He takes the blow. He takes the blow for Saber, nearly severing his body in half. The VN was very dis- very graphic. The anime was not. He just gets hit by the sword and flies away. White spurt of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was very graphic. Because he, he should have been severed in half. He should have been legally dead. But he wakes up, you know, he wakes up moments later in his house. Apparently, his contract with Saber allows him to regenerate. Really? And they don't know why. I know why, of course, but... Yeah, I, I actually know why as well, but it's still a little bit iffy for me. Especially, right. especially I, I haven't actually watched Fate Zero, to be honest, uh, if I'm being completely honest. I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a spoiler. In Fate Zero... Well, no, no, I won't, I, I'll finish the rule. I'll finish explaining Fate because I won't spoil it that much. Yeah. Uh, so, from then on, Shiro wakes up. Apparently, he has regeneration powers. And now that he's forced to deal with this, he ha- he accepts that he has to fight. So he now has to go on and, you know, the only way to... So he can't just sit and wait for the war to end. He has to participate or else other people are going to get hurt. That's what his purpose is now. He has to prevent this war from escalating any further. He doesn't want to kill the masters, but if you can beat the servant or... If you can defeat the master, then maybe he could make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So. But the way Shiro fights the other masters is re—it's just me. It's just me. It's in the realm of stupidity. Uh, it's a—it's in the realm of something. It's yeah. uh Again, Shiro is a very, very broken individual. He really is. Uh, but he has the reasons for what he does. Yeah. 
Uh, the first fight he gets into at the very beginning, after Berserker, I'm not mistaken. Ooh, I, think, I, I think it's Medusa. It was Ryder, right? Yeah, it's Medusa. Yeah, it was Ryder. Uh, apparently, Shinji also became a master. And the Studio Dean anime added a lot of elements from a limited Blade Works into the Fate Root anime. Because the fight between Shiro and Rin did not happen in the original Fate Root. Hmm. They just, just uh, at one point, they were they were uh, about to argue and then they realized that there was another master in the school. So they started investigating the place. So, do you, so you mean that the fight between Rin. Emi, Rin and Shiro was not in the original Fate Root? It was not. Oh. That was... That's something that happened in Unlimited Blade Works. Mm, okay. So, at that point, they find signs of a master uh, in the school because there were students being found passed out, you know, out of energy. The one in the game, uh, in the game in the anime, they were blaming on a gas leak, whatnot. What if I was a gas leak? Uh, turns out that the servant, the servant unleashed something called the Blood Fort Andromeda, and was draining mana. From the students of their school. Mm, okay, I, I have to ask. I have to ask this. Um, it's the scene where Ayako was found passed out. Happened in fa- in the Fate Root. Yes, that happened in the Fate Root. Mm, okay, I thought it was only exclusive in the UBW and Heaven's Feel as well. That happened in the Fate Root. Uh, she, although she disappears from the game for a while because of that event. Mm-hmm. She's not dead. She was just fatigued and comatose. Because mm-hmm. even uh, even Fujimura Taiga, mm-hmm. Shira's caretaker, you know, the daughter of the Yakuza, <laughs> uh, was affected uh, affected by the same. But mm-hmm. it was at this point because during before this event happened, Shiro already chose to be trained by Saber in sword fighting. Mm-hmm. So he was already practicing sword fighting with the uh, with Saber at this point, so he was he was a little stronger, and when she when Shinji encountered him the first time, introduced himself as a master, he offered an alliance, which he turned down because he was already in an ally in an alliance with Rin, and when Shinji decided to attack the school, Rin and Shiro decide to fight back against the servant, who manifests herself as ride as well servant rider, who we later find out to be Medusa. Who, as you well know, is not a servant. It's not a Medusa. Is not a regular servant. She, well, she's treated like a regular servant, but she is not a heroic spirit. And remember, you'd have to be from the throne of souls to be summoned as a heroic spirit in the Holy Grail War. So the first story question is raised: How would Someone who's not a hero be someone as a hero. Later explained in Heaven's Feel. <laughs> so, moving on, they manage to thwart the uh, Bloodfort Andromeda arc. Shiro starts to sh- display his powers. Uh, he fights off Shinji in the beginning. Shinji starts using magic against him. It's useless against Shiro because the Shiro training he got from Saber was more painful. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. it was nothing to him. And then his reinforcement magic became stronger. Because 
Uh, unlike before, he, he could make paper strong as aluminum. He could turn things into pure steel now. Really? Oh, Out of anger, he was able to to uh, manifest his power stronger. There's a Shinji attacked his caretaker, the people he cared about. So he went after Shinji. He was protected by Ryder, and because of and Ryder attacked Shiro, stabbed him in the neck, but Ryder's dagger broke. Huh? How? Because of reinforcement, uh, re- the reinforcement magic? Nope. This is also a spoiler, but. Ah! Ah, yeah, oh yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember. Shinji's bo- uh, Shiro's body is made out of swords, quite literally. Yes, <laughs> it's literally made out of swords. I am That's the sword. I am the bone of less sword. Yep. And as Shiro's powers get stronger, as his ability, so does his uh, abilities with said swords. Later explained also in unlimited blade words. So Shinji gets away. Uh, Shiro manages to use his first. Was it the first? Yeah, he manages to use uh, a command seal. Someone say, "Is it the first? I think the first one he used it. To, uh, the first command seal he used was to stop Saber from attacking." That's Archie. only in Unlimited Blade Works. Ah, that's only in Unlimited Blade Works. Okay. Yes, yes. I I, I can't remember the. Uh, what was the second time he used? What was? What was the second instance he used? I'm gonna try to remember what the, the second instance was, but moving on, they they fail to beat Ryder and Shinji, but they they have to go after the stopping because they're gonna do it again. So uh, as they're progressing, Shiro finds him on the roof of one of the buildings. I mean, while he was on patrol with Saber, at oh. this point his relationship with Saber is already developing. Mm, so, the, uh, so the rooftop battle between Ryder and Saber actually happened? Huh. Oh yeah, that happened. That really happened. That was one of the best fights. Because that, was the, that would be the first time you hear the, the, the music of Avalon. That's the first time you ever hear it. The, the epic Excalibur theme. Oh yeah, the first time the Saber uses her novel phantasm. Right. It's the first time she ever uses it. And remember, Shiro is not a perfect master, so Saber has been existing of the mana that she had the whole time. And the, when Ryder unleashes her true noble phantasm, Bellerophon, which is the Pegasus, which is an anti... Uh, it's an anti-army noble phantasm, if I'm not mistaken. It blows up the area with an impact by... Causing by turning herself in uh, the Pegasus Bellerophon into a stream of mana energy, causing the area to explode. The only way to counter it is for another stronger noble phantasm to, you know, be unleashed. And if you know, the first time I played this game, the shock I felt. I played it in Japanese, mind you, but the, <laughs> face, the first time I played the game mm-hmm. when I heard the music. Battle, I was I was already excited. I didn't know what the story was. And I was doing my best to manually translate every line of text, which <laughs> took me months to finish the game. If you can imagine. Yeah. Took months to finish that gosh darn god given game. Say um, looking at some uh, visual novel players of the original Eroge game, some say that the visual novel itself is a uh, 100 hours for you to finish all of the roots all of, uh, discover all of the mistakes so that you can find the true ending it all depends on how fast you read 
all depends on how fast you actually read. Oh. But man, that fight. She finally unleashes her noble phantasm at that point. Calls out, Exit! And then launches this beam of light. So the moment you hear it, you finally figure out who the hell she is. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? She's King Arthur? <laughs> that heroics, man? Are you fucking with me? So you're freaked out. It was like, that was a Kamehameha level of things. Or, you know, this is not Dragon Ball level of powers here, but by the rules of this universe, that move was nothing to joke about. That was that was strong. But sadly, all, all good things come to an end. Saber used a lot of her mana to, uh, to achieve that. So that puts her in a precarious position. She's out of mana. She's now fallen into a fever and very close to fading away. She barely has any power to fight left um, <laughs> which is bad for Shiro because while Saber is trying to maintain herself when they get back a few days later lo and behold Shiro gets kidnapped by best lolly character Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's never really it's never really a good thing where your servant is down and then you got kidnapped by someone Right? It's never, right? it's never, it's never a good thing. And it's never a good thing. It, it, in this case, it was a very bad thing because when you look at Ilya's body, her, her body is made of command spells, technically. But I think that's the effect of being a homunculus. And you don't know that yet, of course. But. <laughs> in the Fate Truth, actually. Um, in, yeah, you don't know that in the Fate Truth at all. But when you see her. Shit, the level of power that's on display there. That's Shiro is helpless, but Saber feels this and she feels compelled to help. She feels that she must go and save her beloved uh, master. Quote and quote, beloved here. Oh, uh, not yet. She hasn't felt anything like that yet. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. At one point in the story, Shiro walks in on her and she's taking a bath. And she absolutely feels nothing. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. Yep, she feels nothing whatsoever. She just but, she just walked out of the bathroom, completely buck naked, while Shiro is running away from her. Well, shot, yeah, and he doesn't know what to do, and she she tells him she doesn't mind because before anything, she's a king before she's a woman. Yeah. So, and when after Shiro gets kidnapped, Saber decides to go and rescue him but this time she's accompanied by Tosaka and Archer and hence Studio Dean's best episode starts. In the efforts to rescue Shiro they are met by Ilya and Berserker who they cannot run away from because he's freaking Berserker. <laughs> and the only way the only way to stop or at least slow down Berserker is for somebody to stay behind and fight. And this oh, is the end yeah, I remember Studio that. episode 14, 15 of Fate Stay Night anime was the best of Studio Dean's episodes. Because it would, for the first time I saw that, it was in the visual novel, that fight is not shown. It's not shown. That fight is not uh, revealed. Rin orders Archer to stay behind and buy them some time. And Archer tells them, and this line was used in the anime as well, buying you time is fine, but it's okay if I kill him, right? <laughs> What a badass! 
Well, it only goes. It only goes to show you that Archer is one of the most bad asses in the game. Yeah, Compare I none. Mean, Compare none. I mean, and he knows. He knows he doesn't have any hope of winning this fight against Berserker. He knows that. At at one point, somewhere in his memory, he might have remembered living through this, because in the individual novel after that, after Rin, Shiro, and Saber leave uh, the castle, it just reveals that uh, Tusaka feels that his mana has vanished, and they're still they have to continue running away, running away to make sure that Archer's sacrifice was not in vain. But in the anime, you see what actually happened. It was. Brutal. It was Archer yeah, fighting me. Yeah, I remember then, that. I remember that fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah, it's a great. And, it's a really great fight. And if you, and since there wasn't any other incarnation of fate yet aside, aside from the game, yeah. And this was never animated or it was never um, discussed in the game itself. The moment you hear Archer go, I, I am, am the bone, bone of my sword. I was. Screaming at my TV. Oh shit! <laughs> you oh. know what could happen. And at the time, it was fast to see him using his abilities. You see, Kansho Bakuya Overdrive. You see their ultimate forms. You see him use. Uh, you don't see him use uh, Sword Rain though. Um, I think in the anime, he just picked up a sword on from the ground, and yeah. after that, it was. You know what will happen next after that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was actually a sad fight because uh, as the battle was going on, as he slashed on Berserker, Berserker's body was so tough, it actually broke his left arm. Yeah. That's actually... It actually broke. <laughs> because he had no other hope after that, he summoned UBW to fight him, just pull out every sword he could. And he manages to kill him five times. In the in the reality marble, right? Yeah. he And... and for context, Berserker's ability is 12 Labors of Hercules. Mad Rush, 12 Labors of Hercules, which means it gives him the 12 lives, 12 reincarnations. But and, but here's the twist about the about that novel Phantasm. Berserker, Hercules, will be immune from the attack that was that killed him the last time. Uh not necessarily. Not, okay. not necessarily true. Um it's he comes back, he, regener- he regenerates at full power, you know? Uh-huh. It's not, he's, he's, not, he's not immune. You're thinking of a different character from Yuji Hakushi. It's Kororo Motaro. <laughs> You're thinking of Kororo Motaro, who, he, if he gets hurt by a particular attack, he becomes immune to it when he takes the, the Manja beans. That, <laughs> that's a completely different anime. Well, I, I think it. I think it was explained in the UBW anime, but I'm not really. I'm not really quite sure. Because, uh, uh, but some say that once he w- once something killed him and he regenerates from it, he'll be immune to that certain attack. Not, it's not entirely true. Okay. Uh, but the he is he, he has very high magic resistance, meaning most magic attacks won't actually work on him. Mm. They'll just bounce. Rin's gems, her most powerful gems, mm-hmm. they do nothing to him. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I saw that fight. Um, Heracles just took her, hold, hold her in one hand, on one hand, like it was nothing. And she, she blasted him in the face and it did jack. I mean, it hurt him. It hurt him, but, but... It did not really kill him. 
Yeah, it, it did jack shit. Yep. We are now gonna tackle a new topic since we've now stepped into the berserker part of the story. Remember that Saber is without mana and that they are running away from a berserker servant who has more than you know enough power to wipe them out from existence by hurting them very, very badly. <laughs> so the only way, the only way for this situation to be remedied is for Shiro to establish a a link, so to speak, to to connect his magic circuit to give a part, a piece of himself to Saber, establish a, a link, a bond between their magic circuits, hers and his, because they don't have a full contract. Being that Shiro is not a full master, and as will later be revealed, Saber is not really completely a servant. Wait, 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 wait. So. Saber is not actually a full servant. Oh yeah, because nah, she's not dead. Huh? Saber's not dead. Oh yeah, because she she's really in she... Avalon, right? No, no. Hmm? Uh, Saber. Uh, this is already major spoiler territory. After the Battle of Kamlan, after defeating Mordred, yeah, she was fatally injured, and didn't she that, was sitting... didn't that battle killed her? It ended with her dying, of course, uh-huh. but she was still alive. Well, after the battle, she was still there. She was just pretty much already waiting to die. And at the moment before her death, the world itself, I guess you could call it Gaia, the world, uh-huh. makes contact with Saber, ask, uh, asking to make a contract with her, to make her a hero. So you so you mean to say that Saber is a counter guardian? No, 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 no. She, she made a deal... She made a deal with the world to uh, to be able to redo the selection of the king and to get the opportunity to do it. Ah. In exchange, she will become a hero in the throne of souls. She was taken into the throne of souls before she died. Huh. She was still alive when she became a servant. Huh. So, not a full spirit servant. Oh, okay, this oh my. That's deep lore right there. Yeah. Oh my god. So, uh, being an anime-only fan of the Fate series, this is quite a revealing information. My, oh my god. Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, but back to the good part. Because all the Ashira's only way of saving Saber at this point is to link his magic circuit with hers. And we are not going to discuss Saber Dragon. We're not going to discuss Magic Dream Dragon here. <laughs> the only way that uh, he could do that, according to Rin, who was a master, you know, in magic, was to get Shiro to have sex with Saber. That's the only way. Yeah, because the most intimate form of contact is the strongest means of becoming, uh, of establishing a contact between a master and a servant. Henceforth, the joke, mana transfer. Yep, that's that's actually where it began. So, that's... Uh, well, let me correct myself a bit. I'm, I think I misremembered something. She... The world did not approach her. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to remember her. Remember her. She did, the world did not approach her, per se. She made a deal with the world itself. Mm. Yeah, it, it wasn't the same situation with Shira. Because... With Shiro, the world is a bitch. <laughs> but 
with Saber, it was she who asked. Yeah, but and as the world accepted. As far as I can remember, Shiro was in danger from that. I think he was in a mission. This is going to be a major spoiler, by the way, in UBW. The anime, I, not uh, the, in the anime, not in the visual novel. I think. Oh, it is also in. Uh, also in okay, so very. So Shiro was about to die from a uh, from a, from an attack from an enemy terrorist, right? And then that. No, no. What? Not not an enemy terrorist. He saved the politician from an assassination attempt. Mm, okay. And he got blamed for it. He was he was made the fall guy, and because he was made the fall guy, uh, he was about to be executed. He was going to be hanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right before he died, his wish to help to continue to set to help people as a hero of justice was still very strong. So he made a deal with the world, pretty much, uh, make me a hero. So make me a hero that can continue to save people, and I will serve you. Hmm. I'll serve you forever along those lines. Huh. Because in, uh, yeah. because it was a bit different in what UB, uh, UFO table did. No, UFO, UFO table technically covered it the same way. They showed the gallows, I think. Uh, he, uh, Archer recounted that he was executed because he saved someone. Uh, he saved someone that uh, was about to get hurt or get killed, and he was betrayed by the people he saved. So it's almost, he made a deal. So it's almost the same because you said that the um, um, hero was betrayed by someone. Yeah, I'm talking about alternate future hero. Oh, I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about Archer hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spoilers. Um, so. Because uh, so that scene in the game itself, back to the mana transfer, <laughs> it was more than just a mana transfer. It was a mana bond. So Shiro's magic circuit and Saber's linked up completely, thus allowing the mana in Shiro's body to flow through Saber's as well. Also strengthening the bond between the part of him that heals as the master of Saber. Now, I remember now how she... Uh, what the second command spell was used for. Okay, that's good. So, after having sex with Saber, with some help from Rin, yeah, she helped out for that reason. <laughs> uh, she did not have sex with Shiro. She did not. But she helped out in other ways. Surprisingly, pretty enjoyable other ways. Um, <laughs> it, was, it would be the first time that you would see Saber actually acting like a woman. It will... As, as a shy woman, I guess is the best description. Hmm. So, it's a, it would be, because it's the first time that she's been reminded of her gender in a long time. She was treated, you know, treated, Shiro treats her like the gender she is. To her, to, her, to him, she's a lady, a, a woman we're fighting for and protecting. But, and after that. But other people, uh, but during the time of King Arthur, Um, he was treated as a king with respect. Yeah, because a king is not. There's no gender that determines a king. A king is a symbol. A king is a representative of the nation and its people. Mm-hmm. It's neither man nor woman. But most most of them didn't really know whether he was a man or a woman <laughs> because he was so young. When she was so young, she looked like a young boy. So after that mana transfer, uh, they knew Berserker was close behind them. 
And the only way to actually win this, uh, this conflict now is to fight directly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had to face Berserk. The, day, the following morning, Berserker arrives. They're ready. They have a trap. They form a plan. They fight it off. And Saber, in her, uh, in her panic, tries to use Excalibur again, to which Shiro says, No, you don't. And uses his second command seal to stop her from doing so. Hmm. That's the second use. That was what happened. That was what caused the use of the second spell. So his, so Shiro stop use uh stop saber to you on using Excalibur. Yes, because she hadn't fully recovered yet, oh. and the use of Excalibur might kill her. And Shiro was not about to let that happen. <laughs> well, they just did a very intimate mana bond, yeah. so. But there was more important things there. They fought, and it was at this point that Shiro remembered the advice, the last thing that Archer said to him before Archer fought Berserker the first time. Mm-hmm. He said, you are not one who fights, you are one who creates. You are one who projects what is real in his mind and makes it a reality. I think that's the nicest version of... No, Archer. Archer. In Fate Stay Night. Because his, because even though he hated Shiro, there was a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how how tall he, how tall is Hercules in the fit uh, in the fit in Fate Stay Night? He was big. He was huge. He was a mountain of a man. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that entire moment right there—that's when Shiro starts to realize what his abilities truly are, because he's, <laughs> because he's been having dreams about the first true sword that Artoria had. Not the one uh, not the one she had now, but the one she actually pulled from the stone. Ah, the, so- uh, the sword from the stone. That's yeah. It's called Caliburn. In original Arturian legend, in true Arturian legend, it is said that there was a different sword. That Arthur Pendragon did pull a sword from the stone, but it was not Excalibur. I think the, the I think the one that says that Excalibur was the one the sword in the stone was in the Disney version. Yep, and a few other adaptations uh, like Camelot and the quest for the sword. They, Western media like making it easier to just make one sword instead of the original lore. Yeah, I also I also read that. Uh, I also read some lore in regards to the Arthurian legend regarding the stone of the sword a, sto- a sword on the stone yep it was not Excalibur it was Caliburn Caliburn was is a unique weapon it was made you could say it was a it was a weapon forged by I guess by men in fairies and magic and it was the most powerful weapon that Arthur actually had it, but wait it's more uh, more it's more powerful than Excalibur yes huh. uh, according to Arthurian legend though out of anger, at one point in Arthur, Arthur's life, he attacked either Pelinor or Bedivere because he got angry. Uh-huh. He got angry for one reason or another. The sword was not meant to be used in anger. It was uh-huh. meant to protect the world, to protect the nation, to protect the king. When Arthur used it in anger, the sword shattered. Oh, that, so that's why he... Uh, so that's why he uses Excalibur from then on. Yeah. Arthur was so remorseful about what happened 
for the first time in a while, Pretoria actually truly felt sad because this was unbecoming of a king to act like to act the way he did. So Merlin appeared and told him that there was still a way. Take the take the pieces of the sword, take it to the lake, and she will take it from you. The lady of the lake. Yeah. The lady. The Lady of the Lake takes the sword from uh, from Arthur or Arthuria at this point and gives back Excalibur. Excalibur. The sword of promised victory. So that's why Mordred can never be king because though on the way Arthuria acted before. Yeah. There's, Mordred is passionate. And Mordred's a homunculus. So, yeah. Pretty much like Ilya. You do, you, you do realize that Mordred is a homunculus, right? Yeah. Mordred is technically 10 years old. And if you want to know more about Mordred being a homunculus... Ask me, I'll send you the dojin. <laughs> <laughs> or watch Fate Apocrypha. It explained it, it, they explained it in more detail. The only good, re- the only good reason for FTO, <laughs> Mordred. The only good thing about FTO. It's Mordred? Yeah. It's the, only, it's the only other media I could get. I, I mean, I hate Apocrypha. Apocrypha's terrible. Because it's not canon. It's not part of the universe. Yeah. They try to proclaim it as such, but no, it's not. And I'll never accept it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm a type moon purist through and through. Wait, so Apocrypha... Oh yeah, Apocrypha wasn't written by Kinoko Manasu. I think so. I think he... I mean, he supervised it, I think. Eh, something. It's, uh, it's supposed to. It's an alternate story where uh, the fourth Grail War didn't happen, and the third Grail War occurred, and there was Nazis and World War Two. Blah 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 blah. Through bastardization, it just it just didn't work. It wasn't right. That's it's not it's not how the story went. It's not how the story is, and I won't accept. Yeah, Fate Apocrypha happened because Nazis. That's it. Pretty much. Pretty much Nazis. Alright, so we'll continue the the discussion of the fate truth on another episode. Because it's really, really long. And we haven't actually talked about Medea and Gilgamesh. And Gilgamesh. Well, let me end with this because we were already at the Battle of Berserk. Shiro manages to project Caliburn after seeing it. He recreates the forging process. He Uh. recreates the history behind the weapon, the the battles it fought, the memories of the sword, Mm -hmm. everything about the weapon Mm -hmm. till till it became a perfect replica. Now, Shiro can't use Caliburn in the same way that uh, Saber can. Mm -hmm. So, to defeat Berserker as a final move, Shiro and Saber share the sword and in one final attack, use the sword on Berserker, unleashing its full mana. Because the mana was concentrated in the sword. Mm. The magic was in the sword. A sword that Shiro recreated. So, in I, a way, I always Shiro th- recreated the conduit of mana that was the sword. I always thought that the sword that he created was Excalibur. Excalibur. It, it, it was actually Excalibur. Huh. And doing so, it will be the first time you'll actually hear Berserker speak. Because he will acknowledge the weapon and he will say so this is the sword of promised victory <laughs> he, he actually speaks before he fades away oh yeah uh, and, yeah it's, the, a, it's actually depressing in a way 
but it's still a memorable battle. Yeah, it was depressing for Ilya, <laughs> but it was a good ending for the ones who fought, really. Yeah, it's a well. It's the it's the objective of the Holy Grail War is to kill other servants. It's only optional for you to kill other masters. Yep, the goal is really the servants, not yeah. the master. Yeah. But if you want to get rid of the servant faster, get rid of the get rid of the master. That's the fastest way to get rid of the servant. Unless they're archer class or caster class. <laughs> archer class has a three day rule. They can exist in the world for three days without the master. And the caster class has enough mana to self-sustain for a little bit before they need a master too. <laughs> the only servant that will die at once would probably be Berserker because of all the mana required. Is it is it only Berserkers, not Assassins? Uh, assassins, Lancers, and Sabers? Or because of their independent action? It, it usually... As long as they have independent action. Ah. Um, yeah. Which... Archer does. Mm, all right. So we'll stop there, because uh, this is just fate root, and there's so much more that happens. Yeah. Speaking on an anime only, watch uh, anime only fan. That's a lot of information. As one who has played the games over and over, and though I may end up forgetting some little bits of details, I promise you, I do remember them when they come back. It's like I'm playing them in my head again. The dialogue, the music. Oh, man. I'm even remembering Tsukihime. Someday we must discuss Tsukihime. Because that's the... Uh, they, uh, Fate makes reference to those characters. Even though they never show up in Fate. When when Rin talks to Sakura about a particular honor student in another school, she was talking about Akihatono from Tsukihime. Huh. So... Wait, so it's possible that Tsukihime and Fate is in the same universe? Not possible, it is. Oh! Two years, two, uh, this is how it works. Karo no Kyokai is, I, I believe, about eight starts. It begins eight years before Fate's uh, Tainai. Oh, so, it, so it's in between the Third Holy Grail War and... The fourth. No, no. Uh, the fourth uh, and the the fourth and the fifth. I mean, Kai, I would say happens. It starts. I know it starts before the fourth. Before the fourth. Right. Yeah, the first the the story the chapter story begins before the fourth, and in a different city. The Sukihime storyline also happens in a different city, but two years prior. To, uh, to the Holy Grail War, where Shiro is involved. Prior to the Fifth Grail War, right? So, so all of the, so all of the so all of those people who said that um, that the Karanokyokai, Asukihime, and Fate Stay Night happen in di- different universes was false. It doesn't happen in different universes. They happen in different parts of the timeline. They're all connected. They're all... But there is a universal rule. There is a... Gaia has a rule that these characters, that these people are destined or at least the world will make it sure that they never meet. Mm, okay. So... They're not allowed to meet. Because oh. 
Okay. Their encounters with each other would break the planet. Okay, so now I get it. Now I get it. <sighs> but, uh, it you know, try to remember Carnival Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> remember, no, seriously speaking, remember the bar, Anirabe. Oh, yes. The bar is explained to be the one place they can that they can actually meet. Yes, the one place in the universe where they can meet. And this was also tackled in a another Sukihime story called the in the plus disc of Kagetsutoya. The Sukihime plus disc. Yeah, the Sukihime plus disc. That Anurabe is one of the few places where it's a safe zone. It's a neutral zone. Mm. But we'll talk about Carnival Phantasm on a, on a, on a future episode because that one is another craziness on itself. And uh, if we, since we're going to be tackling this, we're going to be tackling fate again next time. I would also want to make sure that we discuss the most powerful characters in the fates in, in the Type Moon universe. Because you guys think that Saber and Gilgamesh are overpowered, you know, with Enuma Elisha. And I'm not even going to count the Fate Grand Order characters because they broke the rules. The Type <laughs> But one character who did make it into Fate Grand Order is actually the most powerful of them all. And most of you guys don't know it. And she's not even a servant. She can never become a servant. But they made her a servant in FGO, which is bullshit. You know who I'm talking about? Is it Void Shiki? Ryogi Shiki, yes. Because Ryogi Shiki is Akasha. She is, one of her personalities is Akasha herself. Huh. As in the root. The root the, 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 Yeah, the root itself. And the root is where everything begins. Where everything is supposed to end. She is that. Her ability lets her erase you from, from existence. existence. Entirely. There is nothing you can do to stop it when it starts. Or when she when she does it. You know what her ability is, Ryogi Shiki's? Yeah. It's called Chokushi no Maga, referred to as Mystic Eyes of, of Death Perception. Perception. Yeah. <sighs> one other character who has that ability, but I will go on one last explanation of this. Ryogi Shiki cannot be a servant. A servant is a heroic spirit. Ryogi Shiki is not a hero. She's not even known. Her existence is a kept secret. She cannot be revealed. Again, she is the root. Her power. Oh, yeah. What the, remember what magecraft is all about. The yeah. purpose of mage is to find the root. Yeah, but the root it's but the root itself manifested in one of Shiki's personalities. Yep, as Akasha. So therefore, she she cannot become a servant. You put Ryugi Shiki against a servant like Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh decides to use Gate of Babylon. What is Gilgamesh made of? He's made of mana. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be... He'll cease to exist once the fight starts. Oh, yeah. If Ryogi, or let's say Ryogi Shiki does not use the Akashic powers yet. Just fighting as Ryogi Shiki. She only, all she has to do is use her mystic eyes of death perception and look for the concept of mana. The visual concept of mana. And all she has to do is cut it to kill it. Well, there... That's, Well, there is some debate regarding that. Um, Shiki versus Arcuid. Ah, that depends on the version. The true, the true, the the full powered Arcuid. If we're gonna talk about, um, if we're gonna talk true story here, if we're gonna talk about 
White Princess Arcoid, mm-hmm. Arcoid that was never killed by Shikitono, mm-hmm. Arcoid who was never hit by Mystic Eyes of Death Perception, yeah. under a full moon, mm-hmm. Ryogi Shiki would have a hard time beating her. Mm. Because, because at that point, Arcoid does not have a concept of death. Huh. She does not, her, her concept of death doesn't exist. You can try to kill the man around her, but she is Type Moon. She literally is Type Moon. That's her classification. The White Princess. Huh. The She's known as the Crimson Moon, Type Moon. Because there are other types. There's Type Venus, Type Mercury, Type Jupiter, that sort of thing. Her father, the Crimson Moon, the original vampire, was known as Crimson Moon, Type Moon. She is a reincarnation of him. One of two. One of two? One of two. The, her sister is more powerful than her. Huh. Alterwich Bronstead, who they never showed visually. But you will know because one of her counter guardians, yes, one of her counter guardians makes a pseudo appearance in FGO. As, ah, might, might as well. This is one of the reasons why I hate FGO. <laughs> Fo. You know what Fo is, right? Fo? So, B6. Beast number four. Ah, beast number four. Beast number four is also known as primate murder. Huh. Oh, is not the real primate murder. If Poe is, he is an a concept of primate murder, but not the actual primate murder. Because the real primate murder is with Alteridge Brunstad. Primate murder is one of the mo- is actually the most powerful counter guardian to exist, whose only purpose in the world is to guard. And protect Alterish Brunstad and to make sure to kill her if she ever goes berserk. Because Altruge is the true threat to planet Earth. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Now I There's uh, a lot of lore. Uh, I will tackle all of those next time. So um I'm just gonna say this in a spoiler if you haven't actually reached it. Um now I call the uh, last part of Mash's Resur- uh, resurrection bullshit now. No, 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 don't don't hate on, don't hate on Mash. No, no. Mash what what I mean? No, what I mean is the resurrection, the way full resurrected Mash. Well, no, you can't you can't say that either because mm-hmm. even though I hate FGO, I know that story. Mm-hmm. I know how the full, although a concept of Beast so, Number Four, not the true private murder. Ah, so. Is, So the so primate murder is still technically alive, but not in a sense. It's not, it's not full. It's just not full. Mm, okay. Uh, because the true primate murder doesn't look anything like full. Mm. The true primate. Oh shit, dude! The true primate murder is a white, a giant white wolf, an angry, golden-eyed, man-eating giant white wolf. Okay, so now that makes sense. Now that now that makes sense. Okay, so there's a lot. You can see why I hate FGO. There's there's so many aspects of the true lore that they kind of ruined for purists, or they kind of ruined from the original universe. And it is for that reason I will never accept. I will say that the stories in FGO are good if taken independently. I will consider. I will. I guess if I were to consider FGO, I will consider FGO something like. Hmm. What is a what is the best description of what I can consider FGO to be? 
Full Metal Alchemist TV version. Mm. It's not the canon story. It's not bro- it's not Brotherhood, but it's not yeah, it's not the manga version, it's not the original version. It's something that you know that it just ruins the original facts and the lore and stuff. Yeah. And it exists, but yeah, that's that's what I consider it to be. Yeah, I actually do the same because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of concepts between what FGL explains and what the actual uh, visual novel gave us. So I will yeah. I will defend FGL on one fact though. Yeah. They will they exist on Chaldea rules. It's they keep saying Holy Grail. It's a Chaldea Grail. It's not a true Holy Grail because yeah. the true Holy Grail does not work the way it does in Fate Grand Order. Yeah. It's not that kind of wish granting device that alters reality. Yeah, that The way they explain the Holy Grail in Fate Grand Order, it's just a catalyst to destroy something. It it makes it makes wishes come true. It alters reality, which is not what the Grail actually does. What the Grail actually is in the Fate Universe, in the original Fate Universe, it's a mana conduit. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you need to <laughs> which you need to fill up with mana. mana from the servants. Yes, and its original purpose was to recreate third magic. To reach the root. That's you no. Know, well, third, there are five magics in in the universe. Mm. Only of these five, one of them belongs to a person. The other one is something that can be practiced by the earlier Einsbergs. Mm. That's called the third magic, and the, the Holy Grail is supposed to be able to recreate the third magic. So there's a possi- third mag- So there's a possibility that different types of magic will exist in the type moon universe yeah when you think about it the only reason why it's called the holy green war was to get masters to fight for it in the first place okay. so that they could kill the servants and then recreate it because would you really really willingly go through all that trouble <laughs> yeah i won't i mean for the for the lie of a wish on the premise of a possible wish and eh, there's no guarantee that that's going to work either but It was Emi Akiritsugu who learned the truth about it, <laughs> even though that grail was corrupted. And that's <laughs> and that's another, and that's another bait for another episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. But yeah, let's end it there. <laughs> Because if uh, if we continue this, it's going to be a lot longer. I mean, uh, it's going to be much much longer. Yeah. I think with this, I have proven that I am no amateur when it comes to fate lore. I bow to the. Type lore, uh, type moon lore master. Uh, not completely yet, but there there are other type moon lore, lore gods more than uh, that are more familiar than I am. <laughs> I just take it really seriously. <laughs> I should I should start learning lores more, but I respect. wait till we start talking about Evangelion. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> you think this fucks you up? Oh, I got a few details. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let, let's let's do let's finish fate loop next time. Yeah. I enjoy, I really enjoy this one. Yeah. So if if you enjoy this as well as we did, please give us some love in any of the platforms that you're currently listening in. Whether right. it's you, I'm just going to say that if you do love FGO and you don't like anything that I say, well, you can't really see what I'm doing right now, but yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Well, for me, I I love FGO and I love the Fate series, but I love learning more about the entire Type Moon universe itself. 
As long as you accept the fact that FGO is not canon, we are fine. Yeah, I actually accept. I I actually accepted that when I started watching uh, Kara no Kyokai. So see, at least you watched it, because that that's probably one of the, one of the best type moon creations there is. And I, and I really really loved it to be honest. We'll talk about that one next time. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some love in any platform that you're currently listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just give us some I love. You, I thought you were going to say Spotify, Apple Pie, Google. <laughs> <laughs> we're asking for the rest. Now that's making me hungry. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm... Well, I enjoyed this audience. Um, I I hope to be back soon and cover more of these topics. Thank you for having me, PM. And thank you for joining me. Give, uh, happy to uh, Give us some love. That's all we need. Give us some love. Oh, no, I'm doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ciao, love.